All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Monday, February 5th. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat, but who is Agent Argyle? That is the question, Clayton. Is it me? Is it you? Or is it spy number three, wannabe senior, wannabe O senior intern Christopher is here. Welcome, Christopher, to the B.O. Boys. Thank you for having me. As always, always a pleasure. I'm glad to be here and break down the box office. This is going to be a huge episode. And listen, I'm just going to put it out there right at the top because we have got the who's who in showbiz, in media, listening to this podcast every week. Of course, we had the great Rob from 60 Songs that explained the 90s on last episode. So you you know that the big wigs are listening to the show. And I'll, I'll let them know right now. Wannabe O Senior intern Christopher is looking for more internship opportunities this summer. Now, Christopher, specifically, you want to be in New York City. Is that correct? Uh, New York City would be top, but honestly, I'll, I'll go anywhere, anywhere the people want me. And wow. So, okay, you're you're putting it up to a vote amongst the people. You're having yep. different cities. This is like with the Super Bowl or WrestleMania. You want cities bidding on you mm-hmm. to get you to come there. I love it. Um, so, yeah, media elite that are listening to this show. If you have an internship opportunity, the bidding war starts now. Christopher is looking to go to an undisclosed city this summer. Of course, New York would be ideal. It's the best city in the world. But he'll go anywhere that the mm-hmm. people demand it. So if you have an, a need for one of the great interns to be an intern, that this is your chance. So there you go. So with that in mind, Clayton, let's give all of our wannabe old boys, wannabe old girls, wannabe old people, people. and our media media elite people. elite people. Uh, let's give them a plow for the weekend of what was it? Friday, February second. Yes. Number one, who is Argyle? $18 million in its first weekend. Number two, The Chosen, season four, episodes one to three, Fathom event, $6 million in its first uh, weekend. And it I guess it had some other screenings, so it's 7.4 total at the moment. Wow. Number wow. three, The Beekeeper, $5.2 million, down 21%. It lost... 60 theaters it's at 49.4 million dollars in its fourth weekend number four wonka made 4.7 million dollars uh only down 16 percent. it lost 113 theaters it's at 201.1 million dollars in its eighth weekend number five migration made 4.1 million dollars down 16 percent as well lost 140 theaters million in its seventh weekend of release. Number six, Mean Girls plummets to number six from number one, $4 million down 42%. Hemorrhage theaters lost 437 theaters. It's at $66.3 million in its fourth weekend. Number seven, Anyone But You made 3.5 down 24%. It actually lost 266 theaters. It's at $76.2 million in its seventh weekend of release. Number eight, American Fiction made $2.3 million, down 11%. It added 200 theaters. It's at $15 million in its eighth weekend of release. Number nine, Poor Things made $2.1 million, down 27%. It lost 350 theaters. It's at $28.1 million in its ninth weekend. And number 10, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom made $2 million, down 26%. It lost 376 theaters. It's at $120.7 million in its seventh weekend of release. That is your top 10. Wow. So I, I want to throw this out there. A movie that we didn't really give much uh, discussion to on our weekend preview episode was the newest season of The Chosen. Chosen season four, episodes one. Uh it came in number two, made six million. I don't think any of us had this in our projected top fives, or at least Clayton and I didn't. Want to be O junior intern Jack? He had it in his top five. So, tip of the cap to our junior intern. Uh, you know, is is the chosen just becoming one of the most reliable franchises in in box office right now? Because I'm looking at their franchise history. The Christmas special opens to four million. Season three opens to eight million. Season four, it's six million. Like this is 
this Jesus is Mr. Consistency at the box office. It seems. I mean, what do you, what do you guys think? What, what, what is the state of the chosen franchise? I mean, it's not big money, but it's money and it's money for mm-hmm. theaters and it's an event to get people to go to theaters. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that's great. I mean, listen, tonight, Curb Your Enthusiasm last season, that premiere is tonight, right? Mm-hmm. Why don't you just throw that in a bunch of theaters? Why not? Why not do right. that? There's a bunch of people who would want to enjoy that together. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pat, you said this, the last season of Succession would have done Baffa Bobo. Baffa Bobo, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, how, yeah. I mean, not even just in these coastal elite cities. Like, I know in the Park Slope Nighthawk, it would have been sold out. People would have been pushing, shoving you know, yeah. pushing old ladies down, stomp on to try and get a ticket to that. To yes, just enjoy I would have done that with yep. each other. And um, I think that's the sort of thing that you want. Why not? Yeah. I, 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 and I think they've cracked something here with mm-hmm. this chosen release is that, yes, this is going to be available down the line uh, for free, basically. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. however, I mean, it is, it's free-ish. I, 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 I don't know what network this yeah, is on. I, I don't no know idea. what network. It's Maybe it's, it's a subscription network or something that, you know, whatever. But like, I, I know it ends up on a streamer because I've seen the past seasons on a streamer. And so it's basically free when it's on a streamer, right? Yeah. It's going to be free down the line or free-ish. But people want to experience the newness of it together. Like right. people used to sit and watch Seinfeld together and talk about Seinfeld together, talk about Melrose Place together and all these, you know, and your models, Inc., those right, sort of right. shows. All these shows that Christopher uh, is a big part of his life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah, of course. And, and I say, so I think that is something that is, is really being tapped into and should be tapped into more. Christopher, yeah. do you know anyone who's been to a theatrical screening of The Chosen? No, but I just I feel like this is such a great proof of concept. Like, why is Disney Plus not throwing every Marvel and Star Wars TV show premiere or season finale into theaters? That's like I feel like that's an easy 10 million. I really do. I think those shows have big enough audience that if a streaming show like The Chosen that I guess I thought wasn't really in the zeitgeist, but I might I might be wrong a little bit. Just imagine Mm -hmm. what those big blockbuster streaming shows could do if they just throw an episode or two that in there for theaters like once a season right right yeah i i don't and it and it's like if the producers of the chosen could figure out the the pitfalls of theatrical distribution you would think disney would be able to figure that out or warner brothers with hbo because they figured out how to make deals with these streamers and how to get them the USB drives to show the episodes. Mm-hmm. Why can't, why could we have had, I mean, Clayton, you brought up Curb Your Enthusiasm. Imagine the press this weekend. If Larry David was going head to head with Jesus at the box office this week. Oh, it'd be great. I mean, oh. and, and, and Larry shows up at some screenings, you know, he just yep. walks in in his like, you know, hands up like this, his famous, right. whatever works poster pose. <laughs> yes, and people yes. are like, Oh, it's him. I mean, that is a Jesus esque pose. Yes. Is the Larry David whatever works shrug? I mean, yes. if you see that silhouetted, you know what that is. Just like if you see the Jesus crucifixion. Yes, yes, they're two. They're both iconic movie poster ready uh, poses. Yes, it would have been and, great. And Jordan and jo- the Jordan like silhouette. Like those are the three the, silhouettes that everybody three. would recognize. Yes, yes, yeah. This this chosen. I mean, they've got it figured out. They are they are the future of television. Uh, and we're not the Streamo boys, huh? Huh? But uh, I know I don't know what. Like we said, we don't know what network this is on. But someday, when all of the chosen series ends up on Netflix, it's going to make the Suits phenomenon look like small potatoes because people will be watching the show like crazy because they know it's the show that made millions and millions of dollars at the box office. And speaking mm-hmm. of Suits. Take this fucking Suits LA pilot and put it in a goddamn <laughs> movie theater. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. agree. Why not? Yeah. Put it in a yeah. goddamn movie theater. Yeah. Sorry for my I'm... language, Christopher. No, it's okay. You're. I can. I can tell how passionate you are. I'm. I'm just as passionate about it. Thank you. So, uh, looking elsewhere. I mean, we're gonna get to this Agent Argyle. You know, looking at the rest of this top 10, I mean, anyone but using a holding pattern until they add those extra four minutes. Is it next weekend? Do we get the extra four minutes? Is that? Yeah, because they're doing it the weekend before Madam Web because 
they can't they they screwed themselves over and can't promote right. <laughs> they, they they have to choose man and web by default right so it's coming right. out next weekend so then next friday which was what february uh 9th will be mm-hmm. anyone but you gets a bonus four minutes i mean christopher you know clayton and i've been talking about what this four minutes could be you've mm-hmm. seen the film as well yeah. what are the chances in your mind that this will be four minutes of hardcore pornography or or I mean, softcore pornography softcore yeah I, th- I think that's 100 percent. i mean you guys both saw the movie right I haven't I seen it yet. I'm I'm yeah, waiting uh, for next weekend. I, okay. I yeah. Well, Clay, you know they they can extend a certain scene mm-hmm. um, with those four extra minutes of footage. So I I definitely think that's a that's a possibility. Yes. Yes. Wow. So now listen, I will be seeing this next weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been meaning to. It's a box office phenomenon. It's the something about Mary for you know this generation. And now I get to see it for the first time with four minutes of hardcore pornography added in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Will the two of you go see it again? Because you might get four extra minutes of, of whatever this scene is. Um, uh, no, I probably won't. Wow. Uh, because that, that I think would be creepy. Yeah, okay. You don't want to put yourself in a Fred Willard situation. Yeah, no, no. Okay. Never again. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Christopher, you also fear being, being in a, putting yourself in a Fred Willard in a peewee situation. Yeah. Cause uh, the first time I went, I went with one of my friends and I I don't think I could get anyone to go with me this time. So I definitely think it'd be a little creepy if I go to the Valentine's day um, cut of a movie by myself. It's not a good look. So yeah. Wow. I, you know, this is, this is a, something that I'm learning here that, that even someone in college could decide that this would be too creepy for them to do. Cause I, yeah. I, I thought that feeling that kind of shame doesn't hit you until like 34 or so, but it, it could, it, you're saying a college student could feel shame like that. Yeah. It's the same type of shame that kept me away from the Taylor Swift movie, the, the Beyonce concert. It's all the same. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's what we call good shame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, mean girls has fallen off a cliff, but Hey, it's made 66 million. I think it's, it's hard to say this has done anything less than what it should have done. I mean, it's not going to make what the Tina Fey movie, the original made, but yeah. I mean, it's but just, it, listen, it's just not as good. This was a streamo movie that yep. got released in the theaters and made 60 plus million dollars. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, nobody likes it, but we can't complain that it was a total failure because it wasn't. People just will not remember this. I mean, that's the thing is that people will not remember this movie in any mm-hmm. way fondly. And I yeah. don't think it's going to make um, Renee Rapp a household name. Yes, this is this is not going to do for her what the first one did for Lohan or Rachel McAdams. No, no, definitely not. Um, and listen, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I'll give it this. Uh, I think we've got to celebrate this when it happens that Wonka is now with $201 million domestic and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the Tim Burton version got to 206. So it looks like Wonka is going to break it in the next oh, couple of weeks. I it's going to get past the Burton, going to get past the Johnny Depp. Um, and I think when that happens, we haven't done this for a movie in a while. I'm proposing something. Mm. And Christopher, you could vote on this. When Wonka passes the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory domestic box office, I think we clap. Oh, I thought okay. you were going to say Divi. Divi up the millions. That's where uh, I thought okay. he was going with that. Uh, so we're going to that level. We'll uh, go, I mean, I, I'm down if that's what Or, or does anyone but you deserve that if it costs $100 million? Yeah, Ooh, but I don't know if it's going to do that. I mean, I think uh, why not do both? Porno. I mean, we always love to divvy up millions. I do think we divvy up for Wonka because I I I don't want to I don't okay. want to uh, I was going to say blow our load, but that's crass. Um, but yeah. I, I, I don't. You have to save that for the the Valentine's cut of this Bo Boys episode. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I I don't I don't want to do that uh, about Wonka, but I, I just I do think we should divvy up the millions. Okay. I just don't think we're really giving this movie as much credit as it deserves. I really do okay. think we need to talk about this movie and why it was so successful. $200 million for a Wonka movie and a kid's movie, like a legitimate, like this is a kid's movie. 
There are things to enjoy as adults, but like this is a kid's movie and it is a musical which Mm -hmm. have been tanking at the box office. As you can see, Color Purple is nowhere to be found. Mm -hmm. I think that when we divvy up these millions, we really have to dig into why this thing succeeded so much and how much Chalamet gets. Okay. All right. Um, I'm down then. I thought we were just going to clap, but we're going to divvy and I, I am happy to divvy. And you know what, Christopher, you've never been on a Divi episode. I have not had the pleasure. No, I have not. I'm going to throw this out there. I think we've got to do a first time ever three-way Divi of this movie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think when we Divi, we Divi for three and we Divi Divi Wonka. Um, And then, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll figure out how we're going to celebrate anyone but you. Maybe we've got to figure out something that we've never done before mm-hmm. for anyone mm-hmm. but you, but that has to have a milestone celebration at some point at the that, end of its run. Or if it reaches a hundred, I mean, if it reaches a hundred, that is phenomenal. If it reaches a hundred, that's the kind of thing where we've got to get Jeff Bach of exhibit relations co the great legend, Scott Mendelson. Mm-hmm. We've got to get, all our interns, we've got to get Kirk Minahan, and we've got to get them all in the same episode. I feel like if anyone but you hits a hundred, that's sort of a all-star you know, celebration. All-star celebration. Yeah. 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 That that's 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 sort of like a just a, a, a giant night and, and every it's like a telethon. We've got to mm-hmm. do like an MDA telethon mm-hmm. type of deal where all yeah. the stars are there. Um, so yeah, so that'll be in the weeks to come. I mean, I think. Are you guys ready to, to to talk about who Agent Argyle is? I I'm, would I, I would just like to mention two things. Of course, go for it. Um, one, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom is not the disaster everyone not, expected. Right. I don't I don't turning think off my the, mic and my camera. <laughs> I would just like to say it has quietly, I know we don't talk about worldwide as much, but it has quietly made over 420 million worldwide, mm-hmm. probably gonna make around 450 yep it it may it crossed 100 million it's gonna do like 125 130 it's not it's not that it's like amazing and not that it's it's gonna mm-hmm. break almost even which is yep. something that no one expected Clayton, hold off no one Let's expected it okay i just i think it's getting a little it's doing okay yes for, for yes. what everyone thought would happen yes clayton all right for i will describe this for the people who don't Watch us on YouTube, and if you don't, you are missing out. Clayton has his hands on his head. He's pushing down. It's like it's like he's like trying to push a button, or he's trying to shove something into a hole, but instead it's his head that he's trying to push down. Now he's got his finger on one lip. He's contemplating, right. and now he's ready to speak. Clayton, I'm just okay. trying to have a measured response to this <laughs> because the first one was a billion-dollar baby. All right? Yes. So this thing's yeah. making – Less than half of what the first one made. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't like that the fact that this thing isn't an outright disaster somehow deems it as a success. I never said it was an success. I he said it said might it. break. Why are we, that, uh, we he never it said break, it was a success. It, it might break. He said even. it would be okay. He said it's doing okay. okay. I just think it's getting more hate. I think it did no. better than what people expected it to do. And I it just did. like to point that out. Well, it, it didn't did. do flash. It didn't do as terrible as Flash did, right? I mean, yeah, I it mean, didn't, and it wasn't. It didn't do as bad. It wasn't as bad of a drop from the Marvels. This could have been the exact same situation as the Marvels, and that did not happen. Okay, yeah. I mean, Clayton, this is a movie that they premiered uh, in a, a Knights of Columbus hall. Yeah, in yeah, a VFW yeah. hall. They were yeah. they were where giving my parents out were cheeses. married. It was the same place my parents were married. Yes, yes, it was like a football wedding type of. You know, there's a. It was in the basement of a church. Mm-hmm. And they were giving out cheese and crackers at the premiere of this, and it got itself to 120 domestic. Uh, here's what we will I will say is I think this is good for Jason Momoa. I think yeah. that he's the one who comes out of this with no support from the studio. There, he he showed up at that premiere and he's given out popsicles out of a box, and the movie didn't bomb in the way that. The last like four or five superhero movies we've been bought didn't bomb I'm saying, in the way I, like no, these these but, no, but it made 120 million. I I think the main thing in terms of if you're you're looking at a positive is I think it showed people like Jason Momoa. Okay, you know 
Uh, and I think this is a win for him. I think this is a win for him because it should have done so much worse based on the way these movies were trending. Yes. Yes. But okay. So Jason Momoa, great. Yeah. James Wan as well. I mean, I do. And think James Wan. Yes. I, I mean, I yeah. do think that you have to give credit to James Wan because James Wan is not a hack filmmaker. James Wan no. is a filmmaker that makes good films. He's a he's a guy who does great work, and that's separating this movie from other Marvel movies and DC movies that have been released in the last few years. Yeah, I think no, that totally. separates it too. That this is a oh, legitimate yes. filmmaker. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. But and, I, and again, I, 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 listen. I, I don't. I, I, okay, let me just because I don't want to talk about the Marvels as if that that director is not a legitimate filmmaker. They, that that their hands were tied. Their yes, hands. Yeah. They were. Well, James Wan is a known star filmmaker in a way and, that some of those other directors aren't known as stars. And yet. was able to have autonomy in a way that I don't yeah. think the directors of Marvel movies are allowed to have autonomy. So, just yeah. to put it out there, I'm not like. Yeah. Uh, talking you know any uh, talking any sort of smack about anybody in that way so let's was there another movie that you wanted to call out there before oh we yeah i was just oh, saying, Christopher, you were gonna go t- you're gonna talk about black adam and how that was a success right no well, well okay no, well I listen, would never we'll get to the we'll Dwayne get Johnson to the rock this podcast never yeah, never no. never again yeah no, um, no. but the other thing i'd also like to say for uh, have you guys seen poor things I I have. Yes. For, for its subject matter and everything, Mm -hmm. it is doing surprisingly well. And again, I know we don't talk about worldwide, but it has gotten almost $70 million worldwide so far and definitely has uh, like 10 million or so left in the tank. So I just like to say that that movie for what it is, is also doing surprisingly well because considering how weird it is and everything. Yeah. And I think that shows Emma Stone is a movie star and might not have to eat hot wings. Yes. Yes. Thank you. I, I think she, she, I could see her eating the hot wings cause she might think it's a fun thing to do just personally, okay, yeah. mm-hmm. but she definitely doesn't have to. She never has to do that. You know, Sydney Sweetie had to do it at this moment in time. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. And listen, like you said, we don't really talk worldwide, huh? But a movie like that uh-huh. is always going to be a movie that needed to make its bones internationally yeah. and it's going to it's probably going to get itself over 100 million worldwide when all yeah i can see that mm-hmm. um i mean and, they love perversion worldwide i mean yes. i mean perversion is more uh embraced in other countries than in america yes 100 yes. um and you know this is a type of movie that i think is going to keep playing pretty well through the oscars and you know there's a chance Emma Stone wins the Oscar for Best Actress, and if this movie is still in the movie theaters, then it'll get a couple of big bump weekends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So yeah, and uh, I think it's time. I think it's time to yeah. talk to this Agent Argyle. So, um, right off the bat, I saw this film. I went. I went to see it in a movie theater on a Saturday night. Uh, it was it was date night with my wife, and we had a choice. We were gonna either see this or the zone of interest and wow. and i i posed it to the little lady i said well you know we're gonna do dinner and a movie and i was like and you know argyle's bad reviews you know i let her know right off the bat and i let her know off the bat taylor swift's not gonna be in this movie there's the theories about how is taylor swift involved i just told her she won't be in the movie and uh and she picked argyle she just, is that because Taylor just, Swift maybe wrote the movie and didn't write Zone of Interest? That, well, I mean, listen, there's rumors about her with Zone of Interest as well, but I oh, think those are okay. even bit more long shots. Um, mm-hmm. It was mainly her decision came down to she didn't want to – she wanted to have something more fun at like 9.30 on a Saturday night. Okay. And then, uh, yeah. uh, we decided – we got our heads together and we decided our guy would be more fun. Wow. In the zone of interest. Of so course. That, that's I mean, how we of, because that seems to be uh, the same choice. I mean, I think saying that it's either on date night, by prefacing that this was date night, date by night. saying we had night. the choice between Argyle yeah. and zone of interest. Yeah. And Argyle was the choice, does not mean that Argyle was a choice that people were necessarily happy about. It was just the, the more, I guess, uh, not as depressing choice, which I think is good mm-hmm. for a date night. 
Yes, yes. Yeah, it was the it was the sane date night choice for uh you know, my marriage and I'm sure for a lot of couples around the, you know, around the globe that right now mm-hmm. Zone of Interest is expanding. And there was a lot of couples that probably were posed with that choice. Yes. And and Argyle makes sense as that choice. Yeah. Um, and listen, we're not critics, huh? Huh? But I'll say this movie is bad. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's not as bad as some people are saying. It's too okay. long. It's overstuffed, but it's fine. Okay. And I think it's a movie where the uh uh the the desire to pile on is pretty strong. And I get it. I get why people would hate this movie, but it's a okay movie that if you go see it, it'll be more fun than Zone of Interest. Okay. Yeah, but the problem okay. with it, yeah is that it's another $200 million Apple Plus yes. film. Yeah. And it's funny because I was, you know, last episode I was invoking the great Scott Mendelson and how he was talking about how, you know, this was akin to a Streamo movie. And and I totally mm-hmm. forgot, it flew out of my head, that it is a Streamo movie. It's an Apple Plus movie. It is. I mean, it's made by a streamer. Yeah. So that's why it is bloated. That's why it is overstarred. That is why mm-hmm. it is uh, something that feels... Like it's inconsequential, yet they spent so much money pumping this thing up. I mean, yeah, the promotion, I think, was like $80 million for promotion. Yeah. And half of that's on Universal. So Universal is going to eat it hard on that. But um, now, Christopher, I, I got to say something. Um, mm. I'm mad at you. Oh, and, wow. And I'm going okay. to tell you why. Uh-huh. Because uh, Pat will not tell me who agent argyle is it's okay. his bit he loves he knows exactly how to make me angry which is great radio mm-hmm. and he knows exactly what he's doing yeah because i texted him because we, we have a you know we have a text thread with our friends and they hadn't seen argyle and they might want to see it because you know and i was like hey you know just between me and pat, i was like who who's argyle is it the fucking cat and he's like i can't tell you I and can't, you can't, and I, can't I cannot, and I'm telling you, I know exactly what he's doing, but it's making my blood boil. Like it, right. it's mm-hmm. one of those things where like, I know what he's doing and it's still yeah. working and you can't stop me and you can't stop me. No, and I can't stop you. And I can't reach yeah. down your throat and pull out that information. Those words, no. that, the, those words, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, agent Argyle is blank. I cannot pull it's that in out there. of your throat. It's, it's in, in there. there. Yeah. On YouTube right to, now, I'm pointing down I'm, my throat. And, and it's I got in my there. fucking fist. I want to just <laughs> shove it down there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then, you know, Pat was like, well, Christopher wants to come on Mike because he's uh, he's he's going to see Argyle. He saw Argyle. That was the was information thinking. I had had as of last Thursday or so. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so it was, you know, it was false information. Now, my camera's all fucked up now. I don't know what happened. This looks much yeah. better, though. Um, <laughs> so then I was like, okay, well, Christopher will definitely tell me. Um, mm-hmm. And now you have not seen it. So uh, now I'm mad because I expected you to be a mensch like you are. You're a good kid, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and Ship off the old block. Yeah. A, a Penn, yeah we yeah. are Penn State. I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, we are. Alumni. Yeah. But and, you're not Agent Argyle. Yeah. Definitely so, not. so, so then I would be like, you know, Christopher will tell me. I mean, it doesn't have to be on camera or on the pod, but he will definitely say it to me. And now you don't have that information. And so I'm just angry. But I, I would like to preface with I was going to see it, but then I decided. It had the it had the stench of a stinker, so I decided to hang out with my like real people instead of going to a movie theater by myself to see a movie no one really wanted to watch. And yeah, and honestly, I don't regret it. Especially from Pat Pat's review, makes it seem like I I made the right choice. Right, because you're not in that situation right now where you're married looking to find a date night and had to pick between Argon's own of interest. You're able to yeah. just be like, we're just going to put the beer helmets on. And play beer helmet, beer pong, and have a, a yeah, college exactly. night. Yeah, which I yeah. don't have that option. Yeah. Smash some B's, toke right. some J's, you know. Right. Exactly. I get it. We, I get it. You, I mean, you are Penn State. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, yeah so, fentanyl. so <laughs> that's interesting. Christopher 
didn't go because the stench of it being a stinker already was reaching him. I wonder. So, I mean, you said it before, but this movie made 18 million in its opening weekend, sort of what low end of the tracking, middle of the trafficking, I guess. Mid- middle of the tracking to yeah. high end. I, I, I had, was... listen, I predicted 28 million. Yeah. I know that's what how, how many lashes at. is that? Is that, Oh, that's uh, gotta be way yeah. more lashes than me. Uh, saying that Beekeeper is going to be number one and it missing by like a few tenths of a million or whatever. Yeah. So, so this is something that's this is over. something now. And also, it's not the middle of the. Tra- I mean, okay, so it was fifteen to twenty three. So I guess it's that's middle. Tech- that's middle. That's lower low middle, middle. Low middle. Lower middle. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but that's like calling uh, me middle class. I'm lower middle. You're lower middle. Yeah. <laughs> so. The lashings thing, I think it's something we've got to figure out at BOHQ because it's it can't be lashings because that's it's going to be hard to lash yourself. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. got to be we got to get the shock collars. I we think we have get the shock, to collar. okay. yeah. Yeah. shock collars. Yeah. So I mean, he's of course listening. Listens every episode. Kirk Minahan, the Kirk Minahan show. He's famously used a shock collar on his own show. He he on a big pay per view event he had over the summer producer search and he had a producer that was shocking him in front of a sold out crowd uh give us some tips on where to get a shot collar because we may need to incorporate a shot collar into the bo boys uh mm-hmm. soon you know mm-hmm. what do you think about that christopher do you did you just from a business point of view you're a media business uh guy that's what you're looking to get into is a shot collar going to be good for the business of the bo boys Oh yeah, I think shot collars bring great radio. Honestly, I can't. I, I okay. think that 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 might be the best idea you guys have had since like divvying up the millions. I think the shot collar has to be the next segment. Wow. Okay. So, you know, we we've got to call it ahead of time so we can't yes. shock ourselves. It can't for be every mistakes we've made yeah. up to this point. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I also don't think it's everything. I don't think if we get a top no, five, it's not a wrong. weekly shocking. Yeah. I think yeah. it's something like you know, if you say something like so completely off, like boneheaded, say that you know our guy was going to make twenty eight, like something like really dumb. I, I think mean, I, you should get shocked right. for it. And and you'd have to I'd have to be like, OK, so if you're wrong, will you get shocked? And then you have to agree to it. OK, th- for sure. Yes. You have to know what you're being shocked for. Yeah, there has to be say. some like shock consent. I, yeah. I definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. OK, so and we, we've got to figure out we've got to get the shock collar. So we've got to source this. We've got to then figure out what the shocking is going to be for. I think build this up to like a huge episode. We can't, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll have Jack away. write something up for us. I'll, I'll get him. Okay. On. Yeah. Great. He'll write up the consent document. Yeah. And then, yeah. uh, I mean, it, maybe, maybe it is Christopher who's manning the control. Oh, I think know? that was obvious from the beginning. I was definitely yeah. going to be the one manning controls. Yeah. In the middle. And we've each got a shot collar on and, yeah. and it's, and then Christopher does. Yeah. Okay. So we'll get on this, but, I will not be shocked for saying Argyle would open to 28 million. I was wrong, but not wrong enough to shock. Mm-hmm. Um, it made 18 million. Do you think that people were staying away from it because they smelled the impending uh, uh, stench of the opening weekend? It definitely was getting, you know, made fun of online in the days before. It felt like collectively everyone decided we want to shit all over this thing. I honestly think it was over promoted and people mm. saw so much of it already. They were like, I'm not sure I want to sit through two hours and 20 minutes of this. I think the trailers were enough. Cause even Scott Mendelson today, this was, this was like one of the trailers that he sees like before every single movie. And I kind of mm. agree. I've seen this trailer a lot. So I think people might've already had their fill of Argyle before the movie even came out. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh and I think they've had their fill of this style. You know, Matthew Vaughn, he did all the Kingsman movies. And the first one was a big hit. Second one was kind of a hit. And the third one bombed, but it was like 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's a style that he has that people are not into right now. And I think that, you know, you mentioned these streaming movies. This was much better than any Russo Brothers movie. You know, I saw this. It's better than those Russo brothers streaming movies. But well, I do Vaughn think is not a sitcom director. No, he's a better director. But I do think there is something about the stench of those Russo brothers action streamer movies 
that got on to Argyle. I think the sickness people have of the Russo brothers stuff has pre-made them sick to wanting to see Argyle. I mean, I think there's an aesthetic that is dated in this. And I think Mm -hmm. that happens. I think it's rare that somebody's style can -hmm. continue to be relevant and in the zeitgeist for as long as someone like Scorsese, who even had his lulls. I mean, he had times where people were like bringing out the dead. I don't want to see that sort of thing, you know, and that was that was sort of like a different sort of movie for him. But like there there have been, you know, famous great directors that have had lulls in their career where their their aesthetic is just not in the zeitgeist. But the thing with Matthew Vaughn is that his stuff is just so stylized and flimsy. There's not anything behind it. So it's just flash and style. And that style went out of style 10 years ago. So right. you're looking at stale stuff. You know, yeah. the whole cat flying in the like every aspect of it felt like it could have came out 12, 13 years ago. And that's not a time that people are nostalgic for yet. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe in, maybe if he does a movie in in you know, in another eight, nine years, whatever, the 20 year sort of, you know, move that they have, mm-hmm. you know, that that the way nostalgia moves, that's possible that it'll be like, oh, remember when this was cool and this is what people liked. But this is just in this weird, awkward. He's not cool anymore. Phase for. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the cat, especially the cat feels like a throwback to the time of like the meet the Fockers cat. Or the baby from the hangover, you yeah. know, like that's who the, the well, Argyle meet the Fockers cat. is like 90. I mean, that's way, way back in the day. It's the 2000s. The Meet the Fockers movies came out in the 2000s. But I'm saying this. Well, meet the Parents see, came out in, in wasn't that 99? No. Was, I thought I Meet the Fockers I, was like 99. I thought it started late 90s. I meet mean, we've got to We've got to look this up. Parents. I could swear that Meet the Parents is in is a post 9-11 movie. It's 2000. So the Meet the the. The Fox pre nine eleven starts in two thousand. It's pre nine eleven. So wow. that's pre nine eleven. It's pre nine eleven. So he was he was doing he was doing like um uh what is that national security stuff or whatever that is uh to to Fokker before even nine uh, eleven. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Home, yes. Homeland security shit. Homeland security shit. Yeah, they called it. Um. So yeah, but but to say that I, I that CGI cat definitely feels like a two thousands gag. It's like uh, it, it reminds me of the um, what was that Kevin Spacey movie where he he was like a CGI cat for the entire thing. That's the type of vibes. It was yes, giving. yes. Uh, uh, Kevin Spacey. Kevin, Kevin Spacey. P U S S. Nine lives. Yes. Nine yeah, lives. Yeah. That, but yeah. that was 2016. But that also was um, a movie that was stale. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll ask you this, the cast of this movie. So it's got Henry Cavill, Sam Rockwell, Bryce Dallas Howard, Dua Lipa, John Cena, all these people. But does this, and Sam Jackson, does this movie bombing, being disliked, being sort of a joke, does it do anything negative for anybody? Like, does this matter to any of the actors that are in this movie? I I really don't think so, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I feel like because I feel like Henry Henry Cavill is going to go do his own thing. I feel like, like the older ones, like Samuel Jackson and stuff, they're going to keep doing their own thing. Yeah. And I feel like Bryce Dallas Howard isn't in like the echelon where this is like this doing right. so bad affects her career at this point because like even though she was in those jurassic all those jurassic world movies i don't really think that necessarily made her career even better so i really don't think this bombing is going to do much damage to her career anyway and 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 she's a nepo baby too so she always has that yeah Yeah. and and also i mean god bless her for it yeah god bless her she does a lot of directing too so i mean yeah i don't think this is I, I I can't speak for her, obviously, and she probably wanted this to do well because she signed on to it and acted in it. But I do think there's a level of, OK, well, if I'm not going to headline movies, I'll direct, yeah. you know, okay. and, I'm, and I think that's fine for her. I mean, I think she you know, she's been working in the Star Wars universe on TV doing that stuff. She'll eventually get a, a movie, I'm sure. And so I don't think that affects her. And like you said, Christopher, I don't think she's in that echelon of like actresses 
or, you know, uh, female actors who are, you know, going to get those big roles anyway. I don't feel like she's going to get those Oscar roles that some of these other actors do. Um, Again, Samuel L. Jackson is Teflon at this point. There is no piece of shit that he could be in Mm -hmm. unless it's like overly politicized in like a crazy way. Right. He's like gone off the deep end either way where everybody. Even that. I don't think it bad. I don't think that would affect him. No matter. Even if he's in a bad movie, I feel like people will always say at least. Samuel L. Jackson was, was good in this movie. In that yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel yeah. like that just elevates any movie. Yeah. So, I, yes. yeah. I think um, Sam Jackson could be in a, in a movie where he plays Jeffrey Epstein as the hero of Epstein, the movie. What do you, how do you get <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein wrong? How do you get that name wrong? See, this is what happens on the show. I, I, listen, I'm sorry. Jeffrey I never Epstein. met him. Clayton, I never met him. Unlike, hey, unlike some other co-host of this show. So I, I don't it. know how Stop to <laughs> Listen, how else I was get I- that? I don't. I'm sorry I offended you. I mispronounced your friend's name. I won't do it again. <laughs> he dropped me off somewhere else. What am I supposed to do? Just say no to a private plane? That's true. That's true. Yeah. Je- and- Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein. I, think that- I can't get over Christopher. Can you get over this? I <laughs> no, I, I, I was going to let it slide, but no, that I still can. I cannot believe he, he let that. Epstein. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. All right. What were we even fucking? I haven't about? had as much practice as saying his name as oh, you. Oh, how played. dare you? How <laughs> dare? You? See, look at him trying to just throw me under the the private plane wheels. Yeah. No. But if, if Samuel Jackson played, oh, I got that one uh, right. Jeffrey, nailed it. Yep. Epstein. Oh, oh my geez. god. Oh my god. It's just like he's just he's doing it again. It's like the Argyle thing. He just knows how to push your buttons. Oh, Epstein. That, I, I, no, know, he I know how to pronounce his name, and I know who Agent Argyle is. Oh, you and son of a bitch. And they're staying down here. <laughs> okay, so let's get back. It, it doesn't hurt Samuel Jackson. He could play him. He okay, could play yeah. Big Jeff in a movie <laughs> as Big a hero. Jeff. You're the one who called him Big Jeff. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. So Samuel it, Jackson is, is Teflon. Uh, and and yet I think Sam Rockwell I was is gonna in say, Bryce Howard. Howard situation where he's obviously a much uh, uh, more reliable, long-running uh, actor, but bombs or hits don't really change what his no. career is going to be. He's, he's he's not a star in the sense of like this is going to lose him leading man roles. He's no, he's an Oscar winning actor that everybody yes. loves, yes. and he shows he's again he's a guy who shows up in stuff. And we watched this trailer a million times, Pat. And what do I say every time? I say, good for him. I like him. Yes, good for him. Right? Yep. I think the the Henry Cavill, he is sort of like, okay, here's another bomb for this guy who's supposed to be a leading man, and it's never going to happen. And then right. I think this could be Dua Lipa. Doesn't it, matter. It, well, is she is she going to be an actor? Uh, probably not. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, this could have propelled her. Or it could be like, well, she was never really going to be an actor anyway. I mean, I don't think she's ever going to be a Lady Gaga, who is soon no, to be probably no. another Oscar, get another Oscar nomination when Joker 2 yep, comes Joker. out. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I don't think it really affects anybody. The closest I would say is it affects Matthew Vaughn because this is a huge bomb and it's his aesthetic that people don't like anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe a little bit Dua Lipa. Do we want to see her on the big screen? And I think the answer is no. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I think Matthew Vaughn is the one who gets dinged from this bombing. Yeah. Because he's kind of the star. This is one of those movies. Argyle's one of those movies. It's like a Gary Marshall movie, you know, the late period Gary Marshall movies where here's 11 names in the movie. Mm-hmm. And if Mother's Day is a hit or I'm just not that into you is a hit, it doesn't really matter. And it doesn't matter if it bombs. It's not going to affect. Scar Joe and Bradley, you know, Bradley Cooper and, you know, all the people in those movies. They're just like in them, but they're not on the line in them. Well, can we just talk a little bit about demos here? Because I'm kind of shocked because my theory here was when this movie started doing badly. um, Oh, no, actually, my theory was when Mean Girls took its big dive this weekend. I thought, oh, this is the movie all the women are going to see because maybe Cavill because he's a hunk. Uh, maybe do a Lipa because she's a big star uh, right. music wise. But it turns out males outnumbered females 52 percent. 
Wow. So men over 25 constituted 40% of the audience and women over 25 accounted for 38%. Diversity demos, 53% Caucasian. That makes total sense. 20% Latino, Hispanic, 12% black and 10% Asian. Uh, so that I was shocked. I thought this would be more female heavy because of the fact that it was whatever, you know, your Taylor Swift, you know, thing, but also the fact that it had a CGI cat, the fact that it right. was, uh, you know, uh, there was the hunk in Henry Cavill. It, 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 your wife wanted to see it. I mean, I think that was more of it was like your wife actually wanted to see this movie, but then now yeah. I realize it was between that and zone of interest. So she didn't yeah. want to see this movie. She just yeah. wanted to, you know, sit in the dark and sort of zone out for a little bit. Yes. 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 She didn't want to see this. She was just <laughs> presented two options. And one of those entre- options was zone of interest. Yes. yes. Um, you know, when you rattle all that off and, and the demos and how the women didn't overperform in the demos, I kind of think that the CGI cat is the star that will get dinged the most in this cast. Cause mm-hmm. that CGI cat was there to bring women in and the CGI cat didn't do that. Yeah. Actually, I heard the interview. Uh, I heard Matthew Vaughn in an interview. The CGI cat um, was actually his own, his like daughter's cat. So it, it might wow. be more damaging to Matthew Vaughn's career than the cat. Oh, yeah. Wow. It might be damaging to his family life. You know, yeah. if his, mm-hmm. his daughter is upset that the this cat wasn't uh, isn't going to be a movie star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, the the demo thing, uh, I think it just comes down to when you look at this, the people who went ended up going because they just wanted an action movie. And Matthew Vaughn's rep is just like kick-ass and the Kingsman movies. And those are like bloody R-rated action movies. And so women just didn't go for his aesthetic. You know, this was maybe his attempt at reaching out, but then also... You know, you when you really do look at this cast, it's like, was Brian Cranston going to bring women into the audience? No, yeah, no. John I, Cena. Like, no, but this is though. I feel like John Cena is more of like a guy's guy than like a someone who like attracts female. I feel like he attracts. Yep. He's definitely more like he attracts like testosterone, more testosterone mm-hmm. than estrogen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, we didn't mention Cena. I uh, this doesn't ding him. I don't think. Yeah. No. I don't no. think he. I don't even think he's on the poster. So like, I think he's definitely okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. I think. I think. And we're kind of seeing his career is going to be. He'll. He's going to be the third or fourth guy. I think he's setting himself up to be a value add. Yeah. To be like mm-hmm. a very famous, popular value add. And him as the above the title star, he'll get that every couple of years and smaller things. But I, it doesn't seem like that's part of his career plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely not. You know, on the big screen, at least. Like, obviously, he's a star of the Peacemaker show. And I think that is where he will be a, like a, above the title star. And then I think in movies, he's going to be a guy who you get to plug into comedies and action movies as like a third or fourth banana. If the movie hits, great. And if it doesn't, doesn't matter. And, yeah. and and we're not streamer boys, of course, obviously, huh? No. But uh-huh. that Ricky Stanicki trailer looks amazing. And looks it, it, I mean, of course, you know, Amazon, you know, just <sighs> really wanting to cornhole um, movie theaters in the sense that like they have that, that Roadhouse uh, reboot yep. that looks great um, yep. by a really talented director that they're just going to, you know, shove under a roll of toilet paper or a whole, you know, bundle of toilet paper or whatever. And um, this Ricky Stanicki, that trailer is amazing and hilarious. Right. And it should yeah. be experienced. That movie should be experienced with other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christopher, have you have you seen this trailer? Have you seen the trailer? Yeah, uh, yeah, I saw. I, I'm a big trailer guy. So, yeah, so I, I saw the trailer for both Ricky Stanicki and Roadhouse. And would you say is are either of those movies the type of movies that you're for at Bros for Life? You guys would get together and be like we got to see this in the theater. Def- I could definitely convince people to see Roadhouse. Comedies are a little tough. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, uh, people people still like like people want to go see like any anyone but you. Obviously, uh, I think I went. I took friends to see like 
no hard feelings. I'm not sure. They, they definitely, they're more like, they like the raunchy, like sex comedies. Those are the type of comedies mm. um, they like. So maybe not Ricky Sinecki, but I definitely think I could have gotten a few friends to go see Roadhouse. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's, it's, it's disappointing that Amazon is, is doing this, but then it, well, I mean, when you look at, this was an Apple movie, Argyle, and they're going to take a bath on it. You know, the reports are that it's 200 million, obviously with the streaming budgets, it's always a different kind of math, even though this got released in theaters, but they pay a lot up front. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, again, not a critic, huh? huh? But this is not a movie where you watch it and you be like, it's all, it's all up there on the screen. Like this yeah. movie was fun, but it looked like shit. And yeah. it looked like it was filmed, you know, talk about the Russo brothers. It looked like it was filmed in a where- green screen warehouse. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm kind of at a loss for where the 200 million went. It's a big cast, but again, none of these people are Julia Roberts getting 25 million to do a movie. And, and, and there's the argument you hear that uh, these movies are just advertisement for the streaming service. Mm-hmm. That's how a lot of these say they, it's like you're investing a ton of money up front to get right. people to subscribe to your service right right mm-hmm. and now we know all these services other than netflix are failing right we're paramount and apple it's like there's a talk about them going together and all these different things like there's all these different ways that these things are all going to basically merge so that's going to be the future at some point um but the difference between something like killers of the flower moon and even napoleon is that you have scorsese you have leo you have Ridley Scott, you have Joaquin Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Those are prestigious names to be affiliated with your streaming service and your company. Matthew Vaughn. And Bryce Dallas Howard. And Bryce Dallas Howard. And no no offense to them. I mean, I'm saying you're not Scorsese and you're not Ridley Scott. I mean, that's like, you know, I'm not saying that they're uh, bad talents or bad people. Mm-hmm. But they are not the same level of advertisement as one of the greatest filmmakers to ever live, which yeah. is mm-hmm. Martin Scorsese. Okay, right, right. and could possibly be his last film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not going to be. But it, listen, it always it could. could be. Knock on right, right, right. I mean, Shutter Island was almost his last film, thanks to Clayton. Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. a famous story. Famous story. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's told it on all the chat shows. Mm-hmm. Um. So, guys, anything else we need to say on Argyle before we... I think there's a couple of emails we should read. But is there anything else we want to say about Agent Argyle, who, of course, I know the identity of? And I will tell Christopher off air. Well, I already just Googled it, and it's annoying. And and so you have nothing over me now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, other than, you know, you know that I know how to pronounce Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, I mean that just makes you look stupid, and that does not annoy me. That make that that oh, makes it me annoys giggle. You. That no, it, it does you. not. It does not. It, it does annoys not. you. It tickles me. I'm tickled. <laughs> um, anything else we want to say about this agent Argyle? Clayton no. now knows the identity. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and it's just um, as terrible as I thought it would be. Yes, yes, yes. It is. It's it is. Uh, it's not a. It's not a huge surprise. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. Clayton, do you want to read some of these emails that we've gotten? Yeah, I mean, you 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 mentioned so you should read them. Okay, so let's read an email that we got from Wannabeo Boy Andrew. So uh thank you, Andrew, for sending this email. So, first thing is he sent a uh, some photos. Uh, he said, I was at the AMC Burbank 16 on Friday night. So first of all, fellow coastal elite, Andrew, glad to have you. Uh, I was at the AMC Burbank 16 on Friday night, one of the top grossing movie theaters in the country. And it was dead empty at eight 30. Not much to say, but the picture speaks volumes. And then he sent pictures of just completely empty lobby in Burbank. At 830. I mean, Burbank, this is where Johnny Carson used to do the Tonight Show yeah. was in Burbank. Damn You know, and it's damning pictures he sent. Maybe, Christopher, we'll send these your way. I think you got to tweet out these pictures of the right, AMC so, Burbank. Yeah, sounds good. It, I can get it, on that. It's hot stuff. Boots on the ground reporting. Uh, and now, Andrew wrote us a couple of months ago 
saying that he thought Mean Girls was going to be huge because of the uh, gay audience would come out for it. And this is what Andrew (laughs) says. I want to apologize for leading you astray about Mean Girls and the gays. The gays absolutely trashed and rejected this movie. No one I knew wanted to see it. In fact, I got ridiculed for seeing it. I should have given you an update earlier before your prediction. So, uh, Andrew, there you go. Mia culpa for giving us perhaps false information ahead of Mean Girls. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, huge one there. Um, and then we got an email from wannabe oh boy Michael saying the problem with Mean Girls, and he has this theory. Here we go. He says, I'm 32, and Mean Girls came out when I was in middle school, and it was a huge hit. My wife, a little older in high school, still loves the movie. I think the core audience who loved this movie when they uh, were young is now 28 to 36 years old. My wife and I and most of our friends all have kids under five years old, which I assume is the case for most folks. Our age. We both said we'll wait for PVOD. Uh, had our child been 11 plus years old, this would have been a fantastic family movie to see, but no one is taking their five year old to see this, nor is anyone wasting a babysitter night to see this. Everyone would take their tween teenager to see this. So basically, huh. that's a very wanna, good, yeah. Wanna be, oh boy. Uh, sorry, that's. Uh, he goes by, of course, wannabe old boy Waxy. 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 Wannabe old boy Waxy. Putting the theory out there that this movie, this Mean Girls remake, came out a few years too early to capitalize on who loved the original. Okay. I mean, I, I that's a very good theory. I do I do enjoy that. Uh, any sort of, I mean, the, the, the famous sort of too soon sequel... And this isn't a sequel, obviously. It's a it's a mus- you know musical version of a of a Broadway play that was a movie, but was Scream Four, right? We always talk about Scream Four, brilliant yeah. movie, came out a little bit too soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's looked at as one of the best of the franchise, obviously. But at the time, we were all sort of not uh, as excited about it because we had other things going on in our lives. Right. And so I think that theory, though, is holds some weight because of the having little kids. And this isn't migration like they will not sit and watch Mean Girls musical. Right. Maybe right. when yeah. they're 12, maybe when they're 13. Absolutely. If it still would have stood up as a rental for sleepovers, which I think it will. I think it still will. I don't think this musical version of this movie is going to dim anybody's remembrance no. of the original. It's going to no. just continue to be a staple of slumber parties. But yeah. I think there is something to this theory. The The one thing that would be difficult, though, is that, you know, some of the cast, if you were going to bring back Tina Fey, if you were going to bring back some of the other people, Tim Meadows, Tim Meadows uh, that wouldn't be a problem for Tim Meadows. He will look the same 10 years. From now. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, and I think I think that could have been a reason why they wanted to do it now, because Tina Fey was like, maybe I just don't want to be on camera in 10 years i might just want to be behind the camera uh you know and just you know do whatever i'd like to do so there is that but i I do like this theory this is a good theory it's a good theory um so gonna read an email we got a week ago from uh adam from the stacks i mean here we go OG. OG. og first emailer we ever had yeah, very possibly first emailer we ever had. Yeah, Other we'll, than we'll welcome to back. Gmail, boys gmail.com. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah, there, Adam from the Stacks. Adam from the Stacks. So OG. And now this, he's given some numbers, but we're reading this six days after he sent it. So some of these numbers are, are definitely different since he sent. But anyway, uh, he's talking about Monkey Man, which it. is the Dev Patel movie that, you know, big news is that Jordan Peele's producing it and getting it to movie theater. So Adam from the stack says, dear SBO boys, I check the top YouTube trends regularly. And in this case, I'm excited to report that the trailer for Monkey Man, a film I never heard of, is currently at 7.9 million views in just two days set in India, sold by Netflix and Jordan Peele, apparently due to political concerns slated for release April 5th. I think this is going to do well in the U S and absolutely clean up internationally. So cool that a movie is being torn from a streamer Yes, and might mm-hmm. overperform theatrically. Uh, they could call it Indian John wick to avoid people thinking it is comic book, a comic book movie black. I predict 
70 million domestic theatrical, 250 million worldwide. Adam from the stacks. He went bold with his prediction. I love it. And I mean, listen, everyone reacted to the same line. I'll let Christopher take it. In that email, what's the line that really got your heart? That Adam, I mean, two hundred and fifty. I honestly, I could see this. I think domestically, this will probably have a run that's pretty close to what the Beekeeper is doing right now. And mm. then, yes, I definitely think this has slightly more international appeal. So I think Adam could be right on it. Two hundred fifty. I think two hundred fifty is not out of the picture at all. I think wow, that's pretty, pretty solid. Wow. Well, Clayton, uh, I mean, torn, what, what torn, line from a- torn, torn from a streamer? Uh, yeah. I, I think this is. I think this is great. If you both watched this trailer, yes, yes very good. Yes, okay. looks right. So this is the kind of film because you know we're seeing all these sort of uh, Indian action movies coming over and doing in very limited screens, uh, Buffa Bobo. And if this could capture any of the essence of a movie like RRR or something like that and really sort of bring it into the mainstream of America where, you know, that then opens some people up to those other movies more. I think that, you know, that would be really exciting because like there's nothing really new in this movie when it comes to the plot, like it's a revenge film, but there's elements that are novel. And of course it being, you know, um, you know, based in where it is based. I think Mm -hmm. that's super exciting to me. Also, I mean, Dev Patel directing a movie, that's interesting. I'm there for mm-hmm. that. So I love that this is happening, and I love that it's going theatrical, and I do think it's going to be a very big hit. I mean, yeah. a, a very big hit in the sense of what these movies can be, Missouri, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, not obviously like nothing like Aquaman 2. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. wow. Okay. That was needlessly glib. Needlessly live. All Christopher said is it did fine. Yeah, and yeah. Better than and you know what? He's a brave. He's a brave kid to come on here and say these yep. things when he knows I'm just going to lambast him. Yeah. Right. Right. But he knows it is great radio. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Monkey Man. Excited. But I do agree. I just wish it wasn't Monkey Man because that does smack of a superhero. Just the fact that man is in the title. Yeah, because like, like that, yeah, man, and that, and that man, sucks yeah. that like superheroes ruin the word man because really right, man right. is what we are and everybody is, you know, and it's like mm-hmm. right. Superman, Spider-Man, Batman, like if, now when something is man, it's become, it's like super. Right. If Encino Man came out tomorrow, people would assume it's a superhero movie and would be mad at it even though it's actually could it be a Paulie Shore movie? Yes, yeah. yes, which no one can be mad at. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Monkey Man. I, I you know what? I think I think it's time to take back the word man from the comic book movies and maybe yes. Monkey Man yeah. could do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's great. You're right. Um, just as this is torn from a streamer, I think to take that reclaim man. From right. those, the scourge that was superhero movies mm-hmm. is something right. this movie could do. And if it does it, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, I Thank don't know, you. but maybe, maybe Dev Patel and Jordan Peele, as they promote this movie, just full out, they're like, we are man's rights activists and we want yeah. to take the word man back mm. from the superhero movie. Yeah. I think you know, they that, would probably they tweak the term that they use. Yeah, possibly. Or they might just go with that as is. I mean, we'll see when they, it's time to market uh monkey man. I wouldn't. So yeah, I wouldn't say that that'd be a good idea. So guys, I mean, we just covered it all on this episode. So yeah. of course, email us. We obviously love getting your emails. The BO boys podcast at gmail.com. Send us your emails, boots on the ground reporting, predictions, all that kind of stuff. And uh, that's the BO Boys podcast at gmail.com. I mean, Christopher, you're here. This is the spot where I usually say, want to be O senior intern Christopher is killing it on the social medias. But what do we got going on on BO Boys social media? Uh, just more exciting clips, more exciting articles from Jack's uh, Substack. And yeah, just yes. all the normal stuff. Find us at the BO Boys pod on both Twitter X and TikTok. And uh, definitely go check out Junior, want to be a junior. Intern Jack's uh, Substack. Great read, twice a week at least. 
the the Substack has been incredible. I mean, he's writing the articles, but gotta also give you credit for keeping him in line, keeping mm-hmm. him regular. Um, you know, making sure he delivers on time, hits his word count. So he's yeah. writing the words, but you're the you're the one there over his shoulder when he's at the typewriter. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so great job. I mean, and that's the thing, again, at the beginning of the episode, we talked about wannabe senior intern Christopher is putting himself out there this summer for more internship opportunities. And this is a you're an intern who has a direct I, report. I was going to say yeah. you 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 are in charge of an intern like yes. there's yeah. no way that y- there's any other person that is going to be going out for these internships who has right. a direct report that yeah. is an impossibility and if they yeah. say that they do they're a fucking liar yeah right yeah. so check yeah. their resume because there's a bunch of lies on it exactly yeah. so i mean you know someone like again kirk minahan when he inevitably reaches out how do I get Christopher to be in my internship program this summer? I mean, I think part of the deal is his producers need to report to the intern uh, yeah. because that is what Christopher is used to is yes. having direct reports. Yeah. 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 So, so it's a deal that we could strike with Kirk, but his producers would be reporting to Christopher for the length of the internship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is all fair. And I think it's going to be great radio. Um, so of course, yeah, follow our Substack, our uh, Twitter X, and uh, and our TikTok, and give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. And of course, we are all YouTubers. So if you're not watching this on the YouTube channel, you're only getting half the story. You missed when Clayton was freaking out earlier and just just making all kinds of contortions, and you're missing the web exclusives. And I think Clayton, you know, we have after to. the show, it's the after bo, and tonight. Clayton and I are going to go with an after BO talking about the new episode of Saturday Night Live. We're going to give our review. And Clayton, I got some things that I want to say on the after BO about Black Adam himself, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yes. A couple of things that I want to get off my chest about him because he's out there. We'll get onto it on the web exclusive. He's trying to pull another Warner Brothers DC Films type corporate takeover out there and uh and all i'll say is hashtag we want cody yeah that's what oh I'll yeah say. yeah justice for cody finish the story um yeah lawsuits be damned we're talking the rock we're talking the rock yeah. he came after us before when we talked about heart to heart uh on peacock with with uh dwayne the rock johnson but that's not going to deter us we're, we're yep. talking about him on the after so Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Get this web exclusive. It's going to be hot. And anything else, Christopher, you want to say to the audience before you head out? No, I'm all. I think I've said it all. There's nothing else left to say. That's it, Clay. Yeah, there can't be. There can't be nothing except for. Oh. <laughs> until next time. Until next time. We'll, we'll smell.